tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles, including our full archive of shows, updated daily so be sure to check out AmericaOutloud.news. And we always appreciate it when you share that on social media. We face the same censorship as many of you do. So please share on social media. We're back tonight with Rob, who's back in town, fresh off of his trip to Texas. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Rob? How's it feel to be back? Andrew, I'm doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And from what I could hear and read... From the podcast and listening to our show, live shows, you held the fort down. I mean, man, you were killing it, you, Booker, and Greg. And I enjoyed every minute of the conversations that you guys had because so much transpired when I left. I'm like, are they, were they waiting for me to leave? And <laughs> then the bottom just like breaks out. Like, man, this is unbelievable. Like, so much news. I think when I left, Trump was on his fourth indictment. I'm now hearing that Arizona, they're looking to indict him. I, think I, I hope our listeners are watching, listening and watching this, because what's happening is that you have people with deep pockets that are going into these states, and they're telling them, hey, do this. We'll help you. We'll give you the money. And as you all know, our justice system has just completely collapsed almost. We're third world country. We're allowing in all these illegal aliens. No, they're not immigrants. They're not immigrating here because the people that are immigrating here are doing it legally. The people that are coming here now across the border, they're illegal. Now, I know that they're trying to dress it up. And at times, I forget, and I'll say that the migrants that are coming here, but that's part of the big game because they want to desensitize what they're doing. They want to make bad behavior acceptable. They want to make criminality a commonplace. So then we'll give it these little nice terms and nice names. And we're thinking, oh, this is fine. But no, they're here illegally. If you if school, if your school district have open and you have an influx of kids, new kids, they're illegal kids. Let's just admit it. Now they'll say, don't say it because you're making there, you're putting a stigma on them. Well, it's not our fault. We got to start speaking truth to power. But as I was saying, it seems as if though the bottom just like bursted when I went on vacation. <laughs> and I was in Houston, by the way, Andrew, visiting my 92-year-old uncle. God bless him. Wow. 92 years old. I remember when this guy was like young. Well, at least I thought he was young. <laughs> and now. Relatively to now. Relatively huh? right to now. And I mean, he still gets around. He's kind of slow. His voice is, you know, was a booming voice. It's uh, soft now. But I think like, man, well, I live to be that age. It's, it's a blessing, needless to say, to be that age. And he has seen the world change around him. Uh, being born in the South and seeing how things have just completely changed. And he and I, we talk about politics all the time. And of course, I'm always telling him, you know, vote Republican, vote Republican. And he lives with his daughter and son-in-law and they're big Democrats. So whenever I say vote Republican, they're like, no, 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 no. And I tease him when I tell him, he said, well, when do we vote again? I said, in November, next November, 2024. And I said, I'm going to fly all the way here to make certain that you press the right lever and get Republican on, because right now, when you see what's happening in our country, it's devastating. And for people to pretend as if though what we see isn't happening, it's 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 crazy. And I, I look at him thinking, okay, folks, just look around you as to how things have changed and how things were 
six years ago when Trump was in office, how things were before he was in office, when Barack Obama was in office, and how things were before the COVID shutdown and after the COVID shutdown. And we, we've spoken about this so many times, Andrew, that once COVID, COVID came and everything was shut down, that gave the Democrats the ability to change so many things, mainly with the voting uh, in our schools. Now, of course, people, parents were able to wake up and see the things that were being taught in our schools. But then we realized that our school system, that institution, had been taken over by radicals, hardcore leftists, the agendas that they were teaching. So this shutdown, albeit was bad, in a way it was good, in that our eyes were opened up. And I know I hear people, they want to attack Trump. We're going to talk about Trump also. And they want to say, well, it was because of Trump that everything was shut down, right? And he did it begrudgingly. And he didn't have a lot of support. And that's the other thing. He didn't have a lot of support from his own party in keeping things open. So while people like to say, well, Ron DeSantis, he didn't shut down anything. And Georgia, they only shut down some things. And look at Arizona, South Dakota, they didn't shut down. I'm like, right, but they had people in their parties to support them. Trump didn't have the support. He had a lot of Republicans saying, well, just shut it down. And you and I both said that once you shut it down, it's going to be the devil to open it up, which was the case. So to try and attack him and say, well, but he shut it down and it's his fault. I'm like, come on, give the man a break because he didn't have the support that the party should have given him to say, no, we're going to support you on this. We want to keep these things open. And he was trying He was was trying to be careful. With, we don't know a lot about this. So maybe we'll do it for now because clearly that's what people wanted. The people that were speaking the loudest as opposed to people coming out saying, no, don't do it. So he did it. And then when he tried to open it up, and no, we're not going to open up. We want to stay closed. And now that they stay closed, trying to get people to go back to work, they don't want to go to work. And you have this, like, but blame the Democrats for this because they kept saying, no, let's keep it shut. But then, you know, our side, Republicans, as feckless as they are, not willing to speak up and say, wait a minute, let's just look at this. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we we did a show of this. We really lost. We lost so many battles because of our ineffectiveness to explain our position and to be vocal. And I, I guess I'm just having a stream of consciousness, Andrew, since I was, I've been out. All these things I wanted to get out there and say and watching when the bottom fell out and so many things were happening. I look at the abortion issue. And I remember you said once in the show, you're like, I don't know if that was the right battle we wanted to pick because that's so dear to so many people maybe we should have just like just just left it alone like when you said it i thought man i'm like but look we got a victory here and you're like but it, it weighs heavily on a lot of voters especially women fast forward look at where we are now they're saying that especially with women they they want it they, they right. want that option and we republicans don't know how to explain our position so i look back i'm like wow you you were right about that because we we got it we wanted it for such a long time but now being able to articulate what the supreme court has actually done because abortion is still in effect people are still having abortions i read somewhere that people have had probably had more abortions than they did before they sent it back to the states 
And that's all they did is just said, let the states decide. And in a lot of these states, you have Democrats ruling, Andrew. Right. Then that's what I brought up. People like uh, Mike Pence on the debate stage um, about a week and a half ago now at this point was saying that uh, the federal government needs to take over and not leave it to the states. And I don't know if that's the best thing for Republicans to be running on in 2024. Uh, People really do appreciate states' rights. And uh, I do see his point. These radical blue states who are going to allow late-term abortion, maybe the federal government should step in in that situation. But it's a tough tough position to take and there's going to be uh, people unhappy either way they're going to be unhappy because republicans don't know how to articulate our position i was listening to tudor dixon who ran for governor in michigan and she's really good well-spoken and she should have won but she said that gretchen whitmer was able to take her words and manipulate them on abortion. And of course, the media assisted with the manipulation that her message got lost in translation as to what she was articulating. Because again, abortion, people can still have abortion. They just sent it to the states. And every state decides. What are your thoughts on that now that we've had the Supreme Court victory? Uh, There was actually a discussion about that in the Republican debate. Uh, Mike Pence said the Supreme Court's decision gives Republicans a mandate to come in and make federal abortion laws, I believe, uh, six weeks, uh, something like that is what he wants to push for. Uh, Do you think that the federal government should set this up with the states or do you think it should remain a state's issue? I think it should remain a state issue, and I think the Republicans should come out and clearly articulate our position. And the position is, we don't want any early trimester abortions. It's in the state's hands. If it is a case whereby there was incest or rape, the woman can decide. Plain and simple. Not the states, not the federal government. Let the woman decide. She and her doctor, they can have that conversation. But right now, you have Democrats saying, oh, they want you to have an abortion if you were raped. They want you to have an abortion in the case of incest. Well, first of all, let's deal with the incest issue. Why is there incest? Who are these parents that shouldn't have children? And why are there so many rapes? Well, we have all this because they have, in a way, made criminal activity legal. They're saying that it's okay. See, this is how you have to tie these things in together. And I try to do this every night we come on. I try to link all these conversations with what's happening currently in society. You look at the whole push for defunding the police. And it was clearly the Democrats who were saying this after George Floyd's death. And now they flip the script and they say, oh, no, it's Republicans. Look, they want to defund the FBI. And Republicans are sitting there like a deer in headlights saying, no, no, we're talking about you. We want to define the bad behavior of the FBI. It's like they're stumbling as opposed to saying, no, during these riots, you guys wanted to defund the police because you're saying the police were bad. There were a few bad apples, just like there are a few bad politicians. There are a few bad doctors. Okay, we want to defund the FBI because the FBI has become a criminal enterprise under Christopher Wray, and it has been that way for quite some time. Prove us wrong. You know, I've gotten to the point now, Andrew. 
you know, we got kicked off Twitter and I don't know what Elon Musk was doing there. Oh, b- before I go to Elon Musk and Twitter and being kicked off, you've heard the story about his daughter who's supposed to be transgender and she's now turned her back on him and he's blaming these woke schools. Well, it serves you right, sir, because you should have got whoever that kid is, if a boy or girl, and say, uh-uh, we're going to get you professional help, plain and simple. But you know what? I bet if he were to cut that person off, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, cut the money spigot off, I bet that person would immediately snap back into reality. But see, when you give these kids all this latitude, well, you can, they're, they're trying to find themselves. Hell no, they're not trying to find themselves. They've been indoctrinated. And it's time for you to put your foot down and stand up. That's your child, not the child of the government. But we'll discuss that at a different time. So what I was saying is that this whole thing with defunding the police and the FBI, and no, the FBI is corrupt. Let's just admit, it. it's corrupt. The CIA is corrupt. Our Justice Department is corrupt. Washington, D.C. is a criminal enterprise. Plain and simple. There's no in-between. There's no, oh, well, let me think. No, it's corrupt. And we shouldn't have to say, well, you know, there are a few good men and women in the FBI. We already know that. Okay. We're talking about the bad apples that are there that needs to be eradicated, removed out, kicked out, forced out. By any means necessary, get them out of there. Because they're destroying the fabric of our society. But when we sit there and allow this to continue on, when I was on vacation, I was just looking. I'm like, man, I mean, I, this is crazy. I left New York City, Mr. Liberal New York City, went to Houston, which is a red state. But you see pockets of liberalism all over. And for us not to be able to speak up and call this stuff out and say, wait a minute, look at where we look at how far we've fallen. And I was mentioning, you know, being there with my uh, my, my family who, you know, they're, they're liberals and they, they see everything that's happening. It's like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. We don't want Republicans. We don't want Republicans. I'm like, but you do realize that you're living in a Republican state. Your governor is Republican. You do realize that the reason why you haven't encountered a lot of the craziness that a lot of these cities are encountering is because you have a Republican governor, albeit I think the mayor of Houston is a Democrat. So Houston does have some Democrat pockets. But for the most part, they've been saved because they have a Republican governor. But see, they don't see that. Republicans aren't good at and explaining that. And you know what, Andrew? Ronna McDaniel should not be in that position now that I'm thinking about it. She shouldn't be there. Why does she even run to be over the RNC? She's failed. She is a failure. She should not be there. Now, I know we need to coalesce the party, bring the party together. But what the heck is she doing? She should have just, I think she should have stepped down and allowed Hamid, I think the lady's name is Hermit Premit, to take that position. Because I think we would see a different Republican Party had she allowed it. But of course, just Hermit Dillon, that's her name, Hermit Dillon. She ran against Hermit Dillon. But we have these people, these established people, who feel as if though, no, it has to be me. Because if this is not me, we won't be able to move our agenda. Well, the agenda isn't moving now. Look at how many candidates you have on the stage for running for the presidency. And a majority of them are attacking Trump, the front runner, and attacking him not in a way that, you know, I'm different. He's still a Republican, but I just view things differently. They're attacking him by saying he can't get elected doing a general. Now, imagine everything that they're saying about him when he does become the candidate. Will they be able to go out on the campaign trail and stump for him? 
with all the vicious things that they've said. You see, and, and these are the things that I think about often when they have these ridiculous debates and they're attacking each other. Will they be able to coalesce and say, hey, I support this person now after saying all these negative things? Again, this is just a stream of consciousness, things that I've observed since I've been off the air, and I want to present them to you, what I'm hearing, what I've been hearing in the heartland, Andrew. Yeah, I think some of those people on the debate stage, uh, President Trump probably wouldn't want him to come around. It's uh, better off without their endorsement. Uh, the likes of like Chris Christie, Mike Pence, and a couple of the others. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast coast if you're looking for better sleep focus and energy check out healthy cell the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health sleep better focus deeper and stay younger longer absorb a healthier lifestyle with healthy cells pill free vitamins and to save you can go to healthycell.com and use the promo code out loud you can also go to americaoutloud.shop and access it through there along with a variety of other great products. It's promo code out loud. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. So I, I really think that when we went to break, I was saying and talking about the Republican Party and changing people here at the top and how when Trump does get the... Uh, the nomination, how these other candidates are going to come in and support him if they're attacking him so viciously and saying, well, we're not going to support him. He's not going to run a general. You're, you're giving the other side a lot of fuel to run on because there's no reason that Joe Biden should return to the White House 
not that he should be there now. And you have all of these candidates, as you mentioned, Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and the Mike Pence's that are saying that Trump shouldn't be let near the White House. So are you saying that you're okay with Biden being there? I mean, let's just think about it. If none of you make it, and if it's Trump, so you've just said that he shouldn't be there. So how are you going to reverse that? I look at the Carl Rose of the world. I mean, Carl is now coming out and attacking Vivek or Swami. I don't think Vivek will be the, the, the nominee. I think he's refreshing to be there. But I think Carl is afraid. Carl Rove is afraid because he thinks that Vivek could outpace Ron DeSantis. And we just saw a report that came out recently that even with the hurricane, DeSantis' response to the hurricane in Florida and his presence on the debate stage, he has not seen it bump in his numbers. And that Trump is now, I think, polling at, is it 51 or 52% of voters? And to me, I'm like, wow, that's, that's huge. But you have some that will look at that and say, yeah, well, he's got that. But look at the other 50% that don't support him. Okay, so how will we get those people to support him? How are we going to turn those people around? You're not going to turn those people around by saying that he can't win a journal. He shouldn't be let near the White House. And why is that? Are you buying into the lies that the Democrats have created? Apparently so. You're buying into that. Look at what he did on Jan 6. He did something wrong. When we see all the evidence that all these judges and all these charges that have been brought against Trump, are all politically designed. When I was on vacation, I read that, I heard that one of the ladies, uh, the men, was sentenced to 18 years in jail. The Oath Keeper. Like 18 years and another was 17 years. And the judge who's doing it, I think she's a judge who's going to apparently hear Trump's trial in DC. Like, are you serious? 18 years where you had people during the summer of 2020 terrorizing different towns threatening to burn down the White House, but she wants to give these, this person 18 years because it's political. They're sending, out a, they're sending out a message that if you support Trump, if you agree with anything that he says, we could come knocking at your door and sentence you also. You would think people would be out in the street saying, this is wrong. Why are they doing this? And then you look at the man, Harrison Floyd, I think it is, who was also one of the 18 people indicted by Fannie Willis, was in jail in Fulton County, same jail that Martin Luther King went to. I find it interesting that the media has not tried to draw the parallels between Trump being in Fulton, King was in Fulton, and then this other black guy. They're not drawing those parallels because they don't want black people to think and say, wait a minute, what's happening here? Is history revisiting itself? And I don't think they even realized that when Fannie tried to bring those charges in Fulton County. That wait, wait, what, what are we doing here? Because when I look at it, it's like you're making Trump a martyr. But no one wants to talk about that. But we're going to talk about it on After Dark with Robert Andrew. Because we have a lot of other mediums that are supposed to be, I mean, again, you're supposed to be in the, you're supposed to just report the news. But then when you have similarities like that, you can report on that also. But you have some news outlets that are clearly against Trump. They don't like him because they don't want him to break up the establishment. They are afraid that he could break up the establishment. And if he breaks it up, then they won't be able to have their little, uh, what do you call it, their, their, little, their little cabal or their little friend circle 
that they like to do is they go to dinner together and they can do this together. They don't want that. But I think it's worth pointing out and worth looking at that all these similarities that are taking place. So this gentleman that I mentioned, Harrison Floyd, who was sitting in jail because the judge didn't want to give him a, uh, a bail. Everyone else got a bail. So when he went in, they told him, oh, you don't need an attorney right now. He's like, I need to get an attorney. Oh, don't get an attorney. We're just going to come in and just walk through some procedures. Once he was there, they decided to arrest him. And then this judge is a, I think he's like three, seven-year-old white man who used to work for Benny Willis. Very green, very inexperienced. And now he's been given this huge case whereby Fannie wants to, try, wants to, at the same time, try 19 defendants, all at the same time. And no one finds anything wrong with this. It's like, oh, well, this is typical. No, it's not typical. Even with mobs, it's not typical. You don't have a trial of that magnitude and of that level. And then you have Tanya Chomkin in D.C. saying, oh, well, Trump, he's just like anyone else. The law doesn't discriminate. You're just a regular person. Right, granted, he's a regular person. He's, he's entitled to a trial. But a trial at that level, you want to make certain that you're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, but they don't care about this. And they're hoping you don't care. So I'm just sitting back watching this in my hotel room after I left my cousins. In Texas, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. When you actually look at this and see what's happening with their legal system or justice system, and just going back to this man, Harrison Floyd, in jail, after being told, we're just going to go over some regular procedures. So they lock him up. And then the judge that's hearing the trial, the bail case, decides to go on vacation. So this black man is forced in jail while the white man goes on vacation. Meanwhile, in Maryland, I heard that he, there were charges brought up against him there. And they're saying, well, where is he? Well, he's locked up in Georgia, Georgia jail. And the judge in Maryland says, well, why is he locked up? He shouldn't be in jail for something like this. And they wanted to lock him up in Maryland also. And the judge said, I'm not going to lock him up, even if he were here. So why is he locked up? So the Georgia judge decides to go on vacation and not tell any of his other peers, hey, this man is in jail. He should have a bail hearing so that he could get out. But no one wants to say anything about it. The media doesn't cover it. They just put it to the side, like, okay, it's not important. Now, imagine had that been George Floyd. People would be out in the streets protesting. Let him out. He should be out. But because this man, Harrison Floyd, did not have the same political persuasion, didn't have a D behind his name, and he happens to be a black guy, oh, throw him in jail. We don't care. Forget about him. It'll teach him a lesson. It'll teach him where he should decide which political uh, spectrum he should be on. All the while, Hunter Biden is out, convicted felon, with the gun. No one says anything about it. Riding around uh, in Air Force One with his dad, secretly riding around because people didn't see him. And, and I, again, I saw this. I was watching my, uh, my hotel room. And they had cameras. But when they played the video, they went back and pulled the video. So, and this is something that you guys should be aware of, is that a lot of times these news outlets, they know of the news before they even break the news. Before this whole Hunter Biden thing started bubbling up, well, first we had the laptop, so we knew that was out there during the uh, campaign, the first election. But what I found 
interesting is that they all knew that Hunter Biden, they being the media, was taking rides on Air Force One, was secretly getting on the plane. You would have the beast, the the presidential motorcade come up to get on Air Force One, and they would show Biden getting on. But what they didn't show you until now was that Hunter would secretly get inside the beast, the car, the Cadillac. He would get on, and then they would secretly put him on the plane. Now they're going, they're showing us and saying, oh, how many times was he riding on the plane? This, this is on taxpayer dime now. Now he was doing the same thing with Air Force Two when he was going, when Biden was the vice president, going overseas to Ukraine, because Obama had said, Biden, we want you to look over Ukraine, going to China, making deals. They had him on videotape, secretly getting in the car and then on the plane, boarding the plane. Only now they're showing it to us because they see now that the walls are lit actually closing in on Biden. And they would have already closed in, Andrew, if we had a fair and honest media. You talk about it there being there, there's so much there, there, it's not even funny. And the only thing the people on the left would say, well, you can't prove it. You can't prove it. You can't tie, tie Biden to it. Okay. Let's say that they were trying to tie Biden to it and they couldn't. The fact that you had a criminal on Air Force One and was on Air Force Two flying around the country with his dad does not look good at all. And people should say, he's not the president. Why is he there? He shouldn't even be there. Representing the country, a criminal, a, a convict. But the media is just, oh, don't, don't, don't say anything about it. But every time something happens to a black person, they want to point out, oh, this is racism. Oh, this is racism. They don't like you. And like clockwork, because blacks are so emotional when it comes to racism, they'll start, oh, that's right. Look at the shooting that just took place in Florida. Oh, it's racism. The white man, he killed the black people. Oh, it's racism. And they talked about it and talked about it. But the moment an Asian man kills someone on UNC, that's racism also. Because the person they killed was white. Oh, we don't want to cover that. Let's just move on. And Houston, I heard you talk about that, Andrew. You guys talked about that. I think it was you and Booker. When that trans went in and killed people. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. And where is that manifesto? Yeah. But they were quickly, they were able to release the manifesto of the guy in Florida. Oh, we got to get this out there as soon as possible. But the other manifesto, we can't let that out there. It might be too dangerous. You can't handle it. What do you mean we can't handle it? A person that was a, a deranged person, mentally ill person, killed up some people. Why can't we see that manifesto? <sighs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'm watching this and I'm watching all this transpire because I'm, I'm like, I'm away from New York City from this liberal disaster. I'm just watching TV with regular people like, wow, our country has just really fallen down. Because the person at the top is so compromised, completely compromised, compromised in more ways than one. But no one wants to talk about it. It's just like, oh, no, he's okay. And then you have that KGP. Kareem Jean-Pierre, oh, we have to keep up with Biden. And Biden has done more for the border than any other president. And, and I'm like, she's lying. And then they would go after Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Could say, oh, well, she's not being truthful. And Kellyanne McEnany attacked them viciously. But then you have this woman who's black and a lesbian. No one can say anything about her. I wish to God I were there because if I were there, I would call her out every time. I would say, okay, are we to believe what you're saying or are you about to lie to us again? I mean, there's an African journalist who's there and he's always going at her and she refuses to call on him. 
But when you have Peter Ducey, who's out there asking her hard-hitting questions, and then you have these other liberal reporters, journalists, so-called journalists, looking at him, and they won't do a follow-up, like, why are you guys even there? You're not even representing the American people's interests. You're not reporting the news to us. Because if you were, you guys would be challenging him, and you would say, well, I just want to piggyback off that question because you really didn't answer it. But they won't do it. It's as if though they're afraid of her. Well, maybe they're afraid of her affirmative action. Maybe they're afraid of her because if we say anything about her, because she's too dumb, she can't handle those tough questions, so we have to throw her softball questions. Is that what you're saying? Because to me, it seems as if though that's what you're doing. Well, Black people, they can't handle the tough stuff, so we've got to go light on them. We've got to be really careful. We can't ask them the tough questions because it might stump them, and then people might say, oh, they can't answer it. They're dumb. Is that what you're saying? Because clearly that's what you're representing. Because people overseas, they're looking at this, and they're not looking at this and saying, oh, they gave a black woman a chance. They're looking at it, and they're saying, oh, she's just there because of the, her skin color, because she's horrible. That's what they're saying. When, there's, when they see these mobs that are taking place in these stores and people are stealing, they don't think, oh, they're just doing it out of necessity. No, they're looking at this, and they're saying, oh, black people are dangerous. Black people are bad. Look at what they do. Meanwhile, the white liberals here, they're saying, oh, no, we can't. We can't arrest them. Because this is out of necessity. How can you how going into a department store, a high-end department store, and stealing all the goods out of necessity? Maybe I can see it if you were going to a grocery store. But even with that, I can't see it because Biden is giving everyone money. So what's happening? Meanwhile, when I was leaving, I saw the uh, disaster taking place in Hawaii. And Biden took his time about going there. When they would ask him about it, he was on vacation when it took place. Reporters would ask him about it typically. He's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have any comments. You don't have any comments on the 50th state? One of the seas almost burned down, burned to a crisp. You don't have a say, but you just gave Ukraine $48 billion, and you're telling these people we're going to give you $700? You did nothing for the folks in East Palestine, Ohio, but you, yet and still you're supposed to be the greatest president? You're the greatest president for this time per Nancy Pelosi? And the media won't call it out. They won't talk about it all the time. They won't say, have you failed? How you've turned your back on the American people? But yet still you expect to go back into the office? And then this whole talk about Gavin Newsom. Oh, maybe Gavin Newsom, he'll run. Gavin Newsom just destroyed California. How can anyone even consider him as being a candidate? Republicans should be destroying him right now. They should be going after him right now and say, even if he thinks about it, we're going to show everyone what he did to California. He has destroyed it. It wants a beautiful state. He has turned it into a third world shithole. That's what you call a shithole that Trump was talking about. When people say, oh, no, no. How could Trump say that? Look no further than California. It was created by a white liberal man. So she think Trump was being a racist by calling it out about Africa. No, look at California. Look at who created it. And then people want to sit back and say, oh, no, we can't say anything. God, sorry about that. Bling, that blinking. I think I didn't turn off one of my bells and whistles when we went live on air. But hey, you can hear what I'm saying. But this makes no sense. Republicans should already be destroying Gavin Newsom so that he wouldn't even think about it. But he's waiting on the sidelines. Now, how is he going to hopscotch over Kamala Harris, the first black vice president or first black Asian president, whatever she calls herself, who's another DEI hire incompetent? When she was running for the presidency, she didn't even stay in to even get any of the votes because she saw that she was cratering, her campaign was cratering. Because no one liked her, yet still the media tried to build her up. And no matter how hard they try, 
this woman still can't get out of first gear with her lunacy, her craziness. But no one wants to call it out. No, this is the way it is. But this is this is America. Welcome to America, 2023. We well, have incompetent people at the top running things. And we're being told that it's okay. And why, why Republicans can't go out and harp on this day in and day out and call it out is beyond my realm of thinking. Why can't the right-wing media call this out all the time? Look at how many times they try to evoke the 25th Amendment, the 24th Amendment. We need to get Trump out. Oh, we need to impeach Trump. Oh, we need to go in because Trump is deranged. He's crazy. He doesn't know what he's doing. And some years later, this man is working on all cylinders, being indicted all this time. No one wants to call the indictments out and say, this is a bunch. This is a sham. Our government has been destroyed. Is that what they're afraid of? If they, are they afraid of telling the truth to the American people that our government has been taken over by a lot of communists, about a, a bunch of socialists, a bunch of fake people who don't know if they're a man or a woman? Is that what they're afraid of? Are they afraid of reporting the truth? It certainly looks like it. And how, and how do we get here? Well, because we were asleep, we were quiet like we're doing right now. But Andrew, it's time for people to wake up. Yeah, you nailed it. People need to wake up before it's too late. We've got a year here. We need to get come together as the Republican Party and uh, support President Trump and uh, take him over the top because we badly need a change. We can't have one of these... Uh, Socialist Democrats like Gavin Newsom making California, uh, the entire country like California would be a nightmare. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. On the America Out Loud iHeartRadio channel, we'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. 
What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. So just in case you guys didn't realize, I'm back, and I've got a lot to say. I've been talking nonstop, just a stream of consciousness. I told Andrew when we went to a break of like, hey, man, feel free to jump in, because I'm just like talking everything that I what I held inside. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're not used to having it held in for a full <laughs> exactly. week, week and a half, and then you come back, and of course, there's going to be a lot to say. So uh, yeah, I've just been curious to see your thoughts on all these news topics as well like you said it was a huge week um in the news including like just recently like joe biggs and all these other proud boys getting 16 17 years in prison uh for their january 6 cases so just a lot's been happening it keeps happening um and it's going to be like this for the next year until the uh, 2024 election and that's the thing that bothers me because I think one of the judges is hearing this is this woman, Tonya Chutkin. And we just go back to when Trump was in office and how he would call out a lot of these judges and people would get all bent out of shape and saying, oh, he shouldn't talk about judges like that. He shouldn't say this. But then you have a judge in Florida who's a Trump appointee and the left they don't mind attacking her at all. It's nonstop. Oh, well, she's not good. And why is she doing this? And look at the Supreme Court. Look at the attacks that they're levying against Clarence Thomas, another black man. So Clarence Thomas and Harrison Floyd, they're attacking them viciously. And black people are just sitting on the sidelines saying absolutely nothing. And you know what, Andrew, something that I thought about when I was on vacation, just speaking about them attacking black men. And I'm going to tie this into Hunter Biden. Again, my stream of consciousness. And how Hunter Biden will probably never see the inside of a jail cell unless Trump is elected president. And Trump better go after these people. As he said, I don't have a choice now. Because in order to clean it up, you've got to go after them. And as I said, I don't care if it's from Barack Obama, the man who likes to have man fantasies as his business to news people, people on the news, they have all lied to the American people and they must face accountability. They have to be held accountable. They have to be. Even if you get it all the way to the point and then Trump says, well, I am not, and they're looking at prison time, I am not going to pardon them, but I will uh, commute their prison time. Because these people, they have just basically destroyed our country with their politics. But going back to what I was saying before I, I deviated there, Hunter Biden and the black man, they're attacking Clarence Thomas. They're going after Harrison Floyd because he supported Trump. And it's like, we don't care. We're just going to do it. And you have these black people that are sitting back watching it, like Barack Obama. Barack Obama isn't good for anything. He should have never been president. He should have never been president. Yes, I said it. And then the idea that they think that Michelle is going to run, what is she going to bring to the table? More, more pity, more, oh, they did me wrong. It's shameful that the only time they want to identify Black people is they want to identify with slavery and hardship. We are more than that. 
we're overcomers. Look at look at the things that we have done. But when black people, oh, let's talk about slavery, because if we do that, oh, all the black people start crying. Meanwhile, you're burning up our cities. You're saying that our forefathers built it. Well, if your forefathers built it, so I guess the younger generation, they're going to destroy it. What gives? It's an oxymoron. It makes no sense. But no one is thinking about it. But the, the point I wanted to make here with Hunter Biden, because I don't think a lot of people are aware of this, and I had forgotten about it until when I was on vacation and I was able to just like detox and just like really look at things. Hunter Biden has never been to jail. Hunter Biden is a convicted felon. Hunter Biden almost got a get out of jail card for the rest of his life, thanks to these attorneys who are being really swarmy and smart. And we're going to try to pull a fast one over this one judge. Are you guys, or did you guys forget that Jesse Jackson Jr. spent time in a prison, a federal prison? He and his wife, Jesse Jackson's son, Jesse Jackson Jr., who was a representative from Chicago, spent time in jail. Might have been like two years. Let me Google it real quick. I don't remember how many years. But he spent time in jail. And no one is saying anything about it. They're all quiet, completely quiet. But think about this. Jesse Jackson Jr., he's 58 years old now. He and his wife spent time in jail. And nobody say anything about it. Hunter Biden gets white privilege because, you know, Democrats are always talking about white privilege. No time in jail. J.C. Jackson Jr. spent time in jail. I think they're saying for, uh, I think they were saying for bribery, I think racketeering. And he supported, I'm looking at this now, he supported Barack Obama. But he spent time in jail and Hunter Biden, no time in jail. What kind of sense does that make? Talk about white privilege. And Democrats are always throwing that out there. White privilege, white privilege, white privilege. But Jesse Junger spent time in jail. They forced him in jail. He tried to get out of it. And he couldn't. He's a Democrat. His dad, also a prominent figure in the Democrat Party, but the son went to jail. And Hunter Biden, no jail. I'm looking at it now. Okay, here it is. August 13th. I'm going to say August 14, 2013. He was sentenced to 30 months in a federal prison. He was released from prison March 2015. He went to jail, a federal prison. Hunter Biden, no. And the media has said nothing about it. They won't even mention it. They won't even do the compare the comparisons and say, wow, look at the parallels here. Remember, the dad even ran for president. Why didn't Barack Obama make Jesse Jackson a vice president? Something to think about. But Jesse Jackson Jr. was in jail. I'm looking at him now. It's a nice looking chap. He also had biatric surgery. Maybe he should speak to Chris Christie about it. Because he managed to keep the weight off. And Chris Christie, I don't know what that guy's doing. Too many Twinkies and donuts and all the other stuff. But can you imagine that there are black people out there right now that have forgotten all about Jesse Jackson Jr. spending time in prison? Completely forgot about it. No, they know about Martin Luther King spending time. But what they don't know or realize is that Trump went to the same jail, was booked at the same jail that Martin Luther King was arrested in in Georgia, Fulton County. That's the history that they won't talk to you about. 
They want to talk to you about all the other history. Oh, what do you know about black history? Oh, black history. Oh, black history. But they won't talk to you about that. Jesse Jackson Jr. was in jail. You know, maybe we should title this Jesse Jackson Jr. was in jail so that it will catch people's attention. Because we're talking about the fairness and the corrupt legal system. Why did Jesse Jackson Jr. go and not Hunter Biden? They're both Democrats. Both D's behind their names, both from prominent families. Jesse Jackson is like a, an icon in the black community. Why was his son forced to go to jail? And you know what? Barack Obama didn't even try to stop it. Just let it happen. But with Hunter Biden, the media, look at, look at how they're covering for Hunter Biden. Look at the cover-up. Andrew, I, this is, uh, seriously, this is what this podcast should be titled. Jesse Jackson Jr. versus Hunter Biden. What's the difference? The media is going all out to give Hunter Biden coverage. Cover, not coverage, cover. Why is that? They don't want him in jail. They want to keep his ass out of jail. Yes, I said it. They want to keep him out. Whereas, oh, Jesse Jackson Jr., oh, throw him in. Who cares? We don't care about him. Hunter Biden, who wouldn't acknowledge his own child, drug addict, working with the enemy, never registered as a foreign agent, going overseas, selling all of our interests to China, Ukraine. That's the reason why I win the war probably with Ukraine, giving them billions of dollars. He's not telling his dad to send money to Hawaii or East Palestine, Ohio. Living in the White House was probably his cocaine in the White House, but they don't won't say anything about it. Oh, and by the way, Jesse Jackson Jr. also, I think he was he dabbled a little bit in uh, drugs. But see, he's Jesse Jackson Jr. He's black. Hunter Biden is white. Do black people know about that? I, I would think that if they did, they would be out protesting and saying, wait a minute, this is not fair. But they can look at everything else and say, oh, this is racism. And when he went to prison again, 2013, Barack Obama was the president. Why didn't Barack Obama pardon him? Why didn't Barack Obama say, we're going to pardon him? I can't, I don't understand this. Barack Obama was in a position to pardon J.C. Jackson Jr. He could have done it. He could have commuted his sentence. It was a federal crime. You can do that at the federal level. But they didn't. Why didn't they? I don't think he's been pardoned at this point still. Why didn't they pardon him? Was Jesse Jackson Jr. pardoned? Wow. Okay, in 2022, it looks like Bobby Rush submitted a pardon for Jesse Jackson Jr. and Sandy Jackson. Wow. He served, Jesse Jackson Jr. served as a congressman from 1995 to 2012. He served Illinois' 2nd Congressional District 
before he resigned after pleading guilty to spending $750,000 in campaign funds on sports memorabilia, fur capes, and other items. Oh, God, it's so stupid and dumb. At the time, Jackson struggled with gastric bypass surgery and bipolar disorder. And I think everyone runs to bipolar disorder, a mental illness. They can say, oh, I did it because of that. Right. Oh, okay. And let me see. The eldest, okay. Was expected to follow his phone. Oh, no. Andrew, look at this. 2022. And look at who's the president. Biden. Now, maybe he'll do it. I, I don't know because this was just submitted. This is 2023. This is in August of 2022. He submitted a request for him to be uh, pardoned. Wow. I, I would be fit to be tied. Seriously. Hunter Biden gets no jail time. Jesse Jackson Jr. is thrown in jail. Barack Obama could have saved him by commuting his sentence, but he didn't do it. And it says that in a letter to the White House on July 19th, Rush, Rush happens to be a, Bobby Rush is a black congressman, uh, letter to, to pardon the former couple saying, as legislatures with a long history of public service, Jesse and Sandy, like all of us, were not without flaws. Both, however, took responsibility for their actions. Following their guilty pleas for illegally using campaign funds, Jesse Jackson was sentenced to 12 months in prison. Both have served their sentence in full and paid restitution for their crimes. Since the release, Jesse and Sandy have led lives as law-abiding citizens. It is worth. It is also worth noting that the Jacksons, not themselves, advocating for a pardon. This is because of their commitment that they have made for the many men and women they have met while incarcerated. Unbelievable. My heart goes out to this couple, Andrew. Seriously, it does. It goes out. Because here you have this black couple who had children, were sent to jail for, you know, mishandling campaign finance, funds. Hunter Biden had a gun, a convicted felon with drugs. Never saw the inside of a uh, jail cell. Think of, think of Alice Johnson, who was thrown in jail for selling drugs. And she said she was guilty. She admitted it. But they were going to take her life away. She was sentenced there for life. She petitioned Barack Obama to let her out. He wouldn't do it. Who got her out? President Trump. Now, just imagine. Trump gets into office, and then he pardons Jesse Jackson Jr. Because I doubt Biden is going to do it. Barack Obama didn't do it. Why didn't Barack Obama do it? Why didn't Barack Obama pardon Jesse Jackson Jr. or commute his sentence? He did it for all these other white people. Why didn't he do it for Jesse Jackson Jr., a fellow Chicago native? Why didn't he do it? Maybe he was having man fantasies about him. Maybe he, I don't know, but why didn't he do it? But then they want to talk to us about racism. They want to talk to us about blacks not being treated fairly. When you have the first son, a convicted felon, about to get a sweetheart deal so that he wouldn't be ever persecuted. He could just do whatever he wanted to do. And no one is saying anything about it. No one has mentioned, from, when I was in Texas, I saw no one mention this. I saw no one mention this. That Jesse Jackson Jr. spent time in jail. Now, when he was there, I guess he was the same age as Hunter. 
and no one's going to want want to pardon him. No one tried to stop it. You see what I'm saying here? This is how tr troublesome all this is. This is how much in danger our country is in. Because you have one group, the left, telling black people that there's racism, there's systemic racism, and that the Republicans are against you. Now, like I said, Republicans, they don't know how to defend themselves. They don't know how to come out and talk out against it and change the narrative. When all they have to do is just point to the obvious like I've just done. But no one wants to say anything about it. Hunter Biden runs around doing everything he wants to do. J.C. Jackson Jr. in jail, suffering with this weight. Barack Obama didn't want to get him out. Joe Biden is too busy smelling little girl hairs, vacationing. And we got to talk about that. I guess we'll try to talk about that on our next show tomorrow. Spent, I think, 40% of his presidency has been spent on vacation. When all these travesties have been happening, Andrew, he's on vacation. But he's there to protect Hunter Biden. Why? Well, but that's his son, and he wants to name and go on, and you want to protect your children. I don't care. A lot of other people, I'm sure Jesse Jackson Sr. wanted to protect Jesse Jackson Jr., but he couldn't. They threw him in jail, threw him in the slammer for almost a year along with his wife, and they had young children. Who took care of those children? Wow. And just speaking of Hunter not wanting to claim his child, remember Jesse Jackson Sr. also had a kid out of wedlock, and he hardly ever mentions, mentions that kid. Democrats are so do low down, downright dirty, but yet still they want to seize the moral ground while destroying the fabric of our society, Andrew. Yeah, very well said and uh, great information there, Rob. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud. We're all out of time tonight. We're available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast One, Pandora, or wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>